Hi everybody, welcome to Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. I am, who am I going to be today? I am going to be Itachi Uchiha. That's who I'll go with. Um, And welcome to the show. It is Friday. I'm happy it's Friday. It has been another very, very long week, but I hope you guys have all made it through it. I hope you get through the weekend and have fun on the weekend. Hopefully it's nice wherever you are. I hope you're not in the areas that are having terrible thunderstorms and downpours and stuff. I kind of wish I was there for the rain as long as there'd be no flooding because I love rain. But, you know, hopefully it goes well for everybody in those areas. Um, If you like to interact with the show, you can do so through my social medias. Just look for lifestyle of a gay black boy on all platforms or lifestyle gbb and you will be able to find me you can also email me um if you want to send something to me that way just do that through the lifestyle email it's lifestyle gbb at gmail.com it's lifestyle gbb at gmail.com and I'll definitely look into what you send me. I love reading people's comments and feedback and I've been making changes as I go here and there so I hope you guys notice them. Um, Feel free to give me a good clean cursing out if you want to. Um, I won't stop you from doing that. I will stop reading after the first 12 curse words. At that point I'm just like up. There's only so many ways you can make shit and damn and funny in the same sentence with a bottle. But who knows what else you could do. Um, If you want to reach out to the show and you're listening on Anchor, you can actually send me a voice message. You can do it right from your Anchor app. There's a section that has voice messages and you can send that to other podcasters who are on the app and that you can play them in the show. So I hope to hear from you guys. Uh, Yeah. Wow, that went very smooth. I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be called Gay, Black, and Changing. And it's all about changes that are going on in my life and the world around me. And pretty much sure there's things out there that hopefully you guys will relate with and things that affect us globally. Uh, While we're getting through this topic, no... Well, well, while thinking about change and looking into change, I want to give you guys some updates on some things in the news that I have been following and I think are really good updates in one end and then the other side, not good. Uh, and that's just putting it lightly. So how about we start with the not good and then go to the good. Uh, so... <clears throat> I talked about this previously, and this is what's going on in Kashmir. Um, From New Delhi, India, they've reported that major opposition parties in India have joined forces to protest against the government clampdown in Indian-administered Kashmir, demanding the immediate release of political leaders and the restoration of communication services in the Himalayan region. Um, That came from Thursday's protests in New Delhi. 
as the Muslim majority state continues to remain on the edge of the wake of the Hindu nationalist government. Um, decisions earlier to revoke the status accord to Jammu and Kashmir that provided it with limited autonomy, which essentially means that they were able to rule over themselves. Um, in the lead up to all of this decision, which occurred on August 5th, um, this happened after Article 370 was essentially removed from their constitution. And this allowed for thousands, I want to say it was a couple thousand, uh, extra troops to be sent into the region. Um, They imposed a curfew on the land of Kashmir, and they shut down internet and telecommunication services. So the region has been essentially in a blackout, and not many people know what's going on there. Um, Now, things are being reported by the news, and that snippet that I read was from Al Jazeera uh, about what's going on in Kashmir. Now, if you want to learn more about Kashmir, I definitely suggest that you research it. Even a Google search will give you a lot of information about the region itself. It it has had a lot of turmoil in the area, um, and that has to do with the Hinduist, I think, government is who's taking over, and they're removing some of the freedoms that were in place for the region of Kashmir. One, they were autonomous, so they could rule over themselves. They weren't bound by specific codes that were, I guess, on the Indian side of the law. There's a lot of information there to actually research and read. I want to definitely go into it more, and I will myself, because... There's a lot of information, there's a lot of what's going on, and then it's hard to get full pieces of information because a lot of it's being smuggled out of the country. Um, But it's definitely something to look at and see what's going on in the world around us. And another place that I talk about is Sudan. And Sudan, this is actually good news. Um, It was also reported by BBC America, BBC Al Jazeera, The New York Times, and... I want to say it was on CNN, too, when I was actually looking. Um, But I didn't actually go to CNN's website. But uh, the ruling body there has elected their prime minister. So Kashmir had a lot going on. Not Kashmir, I'm sorry. Sudan had a lot going on leading up to this point. Protest, attacks, massacres, rapes, killings of protesters by the military that had taken control of the country. After all of the protesting has now stopped, at least from what I know, the new prime minister has been elected, and this has come from a council of civilian members who are people who are part of the protest. They've elected the new prime minister who's going to be in charge. Um, And this is just temporary as they end up setting up a democratic government. Uh, The new prime minister is going to be Abdallah Hamdak. I'm pretty sure I said that wrong. If I did, please let me know. Um, And he was chosen by the members of the protest movement to be the prime minister. This happened on Wednesday in the capital of Sudan, Khartoum. And Hamdak has 21 days to name 20 cabinet members, excluding the interior and defense ministers. Those two ministers will be chosen by the soldiers on the sovereign council. Now, the sovereign council that they're talking about is a council that was set up after the protests stopped. 
and members of the protest and members of the military came together in a decision to have a council to elect the new prime minister and the people who are going to be in charge of running, you know, the government until they get their democratic voting process in place. Uh, So the two ministers for the, well, the one minister for the interior and the one for the defense is going to be chosen by the council jointly, uh, which is pretty awesome. It's a lot more uh, civility and it's just, oh my gosh, elective process, I guess you can say, that has happened in the last couple of, of weeks of things that have been going on there and that I've talked about. So if you want to check out those those things about Sudan, Kashmir, and the news, Al Jazeera, I think, is a great source. I love reading the New York Times, CNN sometimes, but other times it's kind of hard, at least for me on their website, to tell what is meant to be an opinion piece and what is actual news that's being reported. So, well, you know, you'll see. Uh, I hope you guys check it out because the more you're aware about things that are going on, the more we can see what's happening in our own world around us. So, look at it. Um, So today's episode is called Gay, Black, and Changing. And start off with a quote. It comes from Maya Angelou. And it's, if you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude. And that quote I'm taking for myself today. So I decided to use that quote because of this whole issue that I ended up having earlier on in the week where all these things were happening around me and things were changing, things that I had put in place for quite a long time. And it was like I had no control over it. There was nothing I could do. But I got all of my feelings, got upset, started pissing my own self off because I was in such a shitty mood from things that are completely outside my spectrum, things that I could not change no matter what I do. So I had to change my attitude. You know, I felt myself getting very negative, getting just annoyed with myself. And then I'm upset at myself because I'm upset at myself. And I just couldn't get past it. So I had to figure out ways to let it go. And it made me think about change because this was actually an easier process than I thought it would be. Because especially when I was younger, I didn't let things go as easily as I can let them go now. And that's including things that I'm holding against myself. So... You know, change is coming, it's here, it's all around us, it's happened, it's going to continue to happen, even when we don't realize it, change occurs in us and our world. Um, I remember on the first, first episode, why did I say first, first? (laughs) On the very first episode of my podcast, I was talking about turning 30. Um, I hadn't just turned 30 at that point, I was six months into it. And depending on when you're listening, I'm either nine, no, I'm either 11 months into being 30 or maybe I'm 762 months going on 30. I think that means I look pretty damn good. I'm sorry, guys. My voice is a little irritated, so I hope it doesn't sound funny. Um, But uh, I talked about that episode and I mainly focused on the physical, the physical things, you know, everything that we can see, things that we could feel, Um, you know, the change of me being able to jump out of my bed in the morning 
and just get up like, oh, shit, I'm up. And I'm like a rabbit jumping around my apartment, getting stuff put on, throwing in contacts, not while I'm jumping. because That's really dangerous. But I could wake up in the morning like it's nothing. Now when I wake up in the morning, I roll out of bed and I sound like a cup of ice just rattling around. Maybe with a straw in the cup. Like, it sounds like shit is just breaking that I didn't know was there. And I'm definitely not jumping. I'm making some kind of noise as I'm standing up. Just like a creak sound or something that's just really, really weird. Um, it's like, I used to get excited to go pregame for a night. And I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get super fucking drunk. Go out and do all kinds of things not remember how I got home and that was just sheer excitement it's like telling a kid they're going to Disney World and then now I'm excited when I'm like oh a new episode of Dateline is coming on tonight I just ordered the same thing on Grubhub for the 90th Friday in a row and I'm gonna sit on this couch with a blanket and a pillow and cuddle up alone and knowing that I'm going to fall asleep after the first 45 minutes that's my turn up. That is my pre-game right there. I am pre-gaming for the sleep at that point. It's it's the weirdest thing. Um, you know, and probably the worst thing as far as the physical, you know, just going back to 30 is, you know, when I was younger, I would be like, oh, what's a hangover? Or, you know, what? I've seen people with hangovers. I, I would make statements like that. Now it's like, I know when I go out, I'm going to drink. I'm going to enjoy the drink. I'm going to have fun with the drink. But the next day when I wake up, I'm going to feel like I have the plague with a dash of malaria and a good sprinkle of shingles. Like, I just know that I am going to feel this when I wake up and there's not a damn thing I can do about it because all the liquor has already gone down my throat. So then you drink a little bit more. You're like, well, I can, you know, taper it off if I get really drunk, which makes no sense at all. It made sense when I was 21. Now makes no sense. Um, But that was more of just my focus on my changes of hitting 30, the physical side of it. I want to focus on the things that were unseen that have changed that I didn't know had even changed. You know, It took an intense look in the mirror today to even give myself a pep talk to realize that I started thinking about things that I had never thought about before. Um, You know, if I were to think about it, would be... The first part of it would be my ability to say no. Um, You know, when I was younger, just saying no, even in my 20s, it was like crazy. I was like, nope, I can't tell somebody no. I just feel weird. But now I'm handing out no's like I'm kicking like Chun-Li. Like a spinning bird kick of no's in your face. That is what's going on. I it, I used to feel bad to say people no. Like immediately I was like, oh, nope, I'm doing something that is going to hurt them by me saying no. And now I'm like, wait, um, I'm going to look at this in a full circle way. And I'm going to have to make sure my shit's in order before I help you out. I didn't used to do that. I had no reason to do that in the past because I'm just like, 
oh, it doesn't fucking matter. I'll figure it out. Here, just take this and you should be good, girl. Something like that. And I don't ever regret being like that. I don't regret being like that now. But as opposed to just doing it without thinking, now I think about it to make sure like, hey, am I still going to have the shit that I need to have in order to make sure that I'm not going to have to go out and ask somebody else for help? And that now I now I think about that. I never thought about it in the past. And it was weird to actually think about it and recognize that I think about it because it was like, oh, that was just so nonchalant for me in the past. Um, Another thing that I think about is planning. Like planning. I've never used to plan anything. Anything. From, I'm going to say, the good old ages of 18 to 27 my life was spiraling out of control. I had no idea where I was going. I had no idea where I was coming from. You know, my day kind of looked like this. I could possibly start off by waking up at home. Or I could probably be on a park bench. I could be at some random person's house. Um, I could wake up in my car. I could wake up at work and not even realize that it got in there like all kinds of just crazy random shit I just wake up anywhere and my day kind of consisted of uh maybe go to work if I was scheduled to work or maybe not um I probably hit a couple stores you know Target just because Walmart just because maybe stop past the mall Hey, I know people don't do malls anymore, but I do it. Um, or just kind of just end up wherever the world's taking me. Maybe hit a bathhouse or something and then maybe grab a bottle of liquor. And, you know, by this point, it's a good one in the afternoon. So I'm like, okay, from this point, the world's just my oyster because I've already done it. I already went and got my responsibilities taken care of. And I laughed because that was responsibilities to me. Yes, all that before one was a responsibility. And I felt like a good thing to get it all done. And then from that point, I could just end up anywhere. I was liable to end up in a cave, which has actually happened. But not like deep in a cave or dangerously. Um, On the beach, in a thrift store, and... I just would do whatever. I kind of just float. No care in the world. Now, if I don't have a schedule, a plan, at least a rough outline of what is going to happen in my day, I'm thrown off completely. Thrown out of whack. It is the weirdest thing. And I can't even say it's weird because now planning and the outcome of planning actually matters to me. Didn't matter before. It was just like, oh, whatever, we'll figure it out as we go. Now it's like, okay, I know where I need to be. Let's set up, make some steps to get there. Um, it's funny, like, I think about it now. I actually use alarms. I use calendars. I have a calendar. I have a piece of paper that is thick enough to be nailed to a wall that you can write on that specifically has dates on it. I have a calendar. <laughs> I have never had one of those. Um, it, it's just, it's... It's funny to see and experience. Um, You know, it's funny just thinking about it where I did start at and ended up now. 
and I'm writing down information, I'm taking care of things. It's all really weird because I never would have done it in the past. It's all important because now at this point, the younger me had really no mental compass. Um, I was all over the place. I didn't really care. And it took all of those crazy experiences that I went through. And quite honestly, I am still surprised to be alive after some of these experiences. Um, But it all added to this great process of, as I'm getting older and my brain's changing and everything around me starting to change, I have healthy ways to start dealing with things. And then I also have ways to learn from it to make sure that I don't end up asleep on a bench again and waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning and then going home to sleep on my couch, which is more healthy than now I just sleep on the couch without the 3 a.m. wake up on the park bench. But that bench was pretty damn comfortable. Can't lie. Can't lie. It was a great bench. Um, So when I think about it and how my past has been so crazy and now I want to be as far away from the craziness but still learn and keep the experiences the change has been great um you know our brains as we get older and this is I'm pretty sure everybody knows this that your brain just keeps growing well into your adulthood you're not I think it's like 26 or 27 when your brain stops forming And that whole time, your brain is like this car engine. Like, it's already powerful on its own. But now as you keep adding to it, building it, maybe getting different things for the engine, that growth your brain goes through, it's like you're making that engine just far and far, far more powerful. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. That power, that mental capacity is awesome. But sometimes it can get away from us, just like a car that's going super crazy, super fast with this massive, powerful engine in it. So, no, I'm not good with car parts. So if I have said anything about an engine wrong, it's okay. But uh, I think about our brains when we grow and we change and how our brains grow and change, that therapy is essential. And not even for negative or trauma or things that could have been bad just therapy itself it's like um driver's ed or like taking a defensive driving course for your brain it's like okay you've got all this power here but you don't know what to do with it because your brain has never been this size before. So now you're thinking about adding all these things together. It creates all these weird emotions and starts for some of us really early. starts from us later. just depends on where you're at in your life. But there's no guide. There's only ways to learn and there's people to talk to and help sort out everything that's going on with this changing engine in your head. So that's what therapy is. Therapy is like learning to drive. It can take you from a point that you never thought you were at someplace you couldn't even imagine being. So it's it's good to have. It's good to talk about. Therapy is something I would have never considered. That is a major change for me compared to where I was in the past of just doing whatever because I didn't really care to actually actually caring. <laughs> um, so what we can do, I'll take a little break and we will be back. Alright guys, we're back. Um, So, to get back into change, 
Um, I was thinking about something when it came to change, and I wanted to kind of break down change on how I experience it. I think experiencing change, especially when you're getting older, it happens in stages or sequences or steps or draw fours. It just happens, but it doesn't all happen at once, and it's not all the same change. So, like, the first thing I was thinking of was your, like, personal change. And that's kind of the way that I look at it of how you start handling issues. How you can start off with doing knee-jerk reactions to actually making decisions like you're playing a game of chess. Or looking at the full circle of what's going to happen from this change. Um, Major personal change also, in a way I take it for myself, was how I would let things get out of control in the past and push them off to the side and only look for ways to get away from the change or get away from the situation to now where I'm actually looking at it as something that's real that I know is going to affect me down the line. So let's handle it now as opposed to waiting. Um, I also put into play that, like I was talking about earlier, I can't let outside factors affect me. And outside factors, when I let them affect me, are things that I have no control over whatsoever, and they're just going to cause me frustration. I've got to move past that moment, and the only way I can do that is personally. I can't entertain or let these things, you know, infect me. I guess you can say it that way. One thing that I would say for personal change, a factor that is completely out of my control, is what other people say on Twitter. So... I'm not much of a Twitter-er, Twitter person. I post stuff on Twitter, but I don't ever expect any interactions or anything from it, which is cool for me. Because it's kind of like you just sit to see something. I feel like I'm a kid in a bathroom stall. You know what? That's, that is it. Twitter is just a bathroom. And I'm pretty sure somebody else has made this analogy before, or somebody's had to think about it. Twitter is a disgusting, nasty bathroom stall that every person who goes to a place where that is, or like a bar or something, they write something on the wall with some random Sharpie wherever they pulled it from. Like, hey, for a great time, call Jenny here. And then you call Jenny and she smashes your finger with bricks. Or... They write their band's name or whatever on the wall. That's what I kind of imagine Twitter is. And it's not a place you want to be in. It's kind of just there. But then, you know, while you're peeing, you see some funny things on the wall. And you're just like, oh, I think I'll stick around for this a little bit longer. Or at least until the pee's done. So, you know, I went on Twitter and I look at the things that are there. And, you know, we see all the hashtags and... Uh, the things about individual one and all those things out there. And I thought about, I would read some of these things and get frustrated or get upset. Like, people really think this way? This What? What the fuck? So, to take it back to my bathroom analogy, that's the point where you're in the bathroom and you're reading all the shit that's on the wall of the disgusting stall you're in. You've stopped peeing at this point and now the smell of the bathroom and the look of the bathroom and probably the passed out person in their throw up next to you in the bathroom is there and you're just like, ugh. That's what it is when you get sucked into Twitter, at least for me. So... I made the decision to just uninstall it from my phone. Now, you can still reach me on Twitter, but I will not check it as often. Um, Just no thank you. There's just too much to see on there. 
And I can't imagine how content moderators for Google handle their job when I don't even moderate content. And the stuff that gets approved is like, oh, fuck, this is what we have to see. So, you know, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I really don't, but I guess it's my personal change from seeing all that is I used to let that bother me. Now I can't let it bother me anymore. I'm so unbothered. That's the reason why I'm limiting my Twitter time. Um, Another part of change that I experience and I feel is an experience in itself is the physical change. Um, Not so much the outside of your body, you know, muscles, you gain weight, you lose weight. Not those really obvious body changes when I think of physical. When I think of a physical change now, I think of everything that is surrounding me physically. So an example of it would be my aesthetic for furniture has changed. I think about my first apartment on my own. I could have just had a lawn chair in there and I would have been fine. Like, as the only piece of furniture, too. A lawn chair and maybe a pillow. And then, boom, I'm all good. To now, where it's like, oh, well, I could have a bed. That's a vital piece of furniture. Um, You know, people may come over, so let me actually get chairs that are comfortable. Chairs that don't have uh, vinyl slats in them. That may actually help. Uh... You know, I actually started thinking about things. I mean, I even have a table specifically for coffee. I, I have this new invention that I just discovered myself that there is a table for coffee. <laughs> they call it a coffee table. That's a terrible joke. But I, I have a coffee table. Never in the past could you even suggested to me to have a coffee table because I was never home. I didn't care about what was around my physical space. So what? So people come to my house and they're like, uh, where's your furniture? You've been living here for like a year. I'm like, uh, eh, whatever. I'm never here. That has changed. Now I actually care what is around me. It's uh, crazy to think about it because I'm just like, well, whatever. I never thought about it before in the past and now I actually care. Uh, you know, I actually want to be com- comfortable in my personal space. That is what I think about when I think of physical change. Because in the past, again, didn't really care. Nothing could have been there. Whatever. Now it's like, oh, I actually care that I can make a space my own. And actually just enjoy the energy that's coming from those things. And that kind of takes me to the third step of what I feel is when you experience change. And that is the actual external change. And when I say external change, I mean the things that are around me externally, whether it's a person, an actual object or item, a specific energy, that actually was a change that I cared about. You know, when I was younger, it was kind of just all me, 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 me. So I didn't really give two shits about the energy that could have been on my left side or my right side. I didn't really care that I had, like, Raiden on one side of me. And, yeah, I don't like Goku. Uh, I could have Raiden on one side of me, and I could have had Thor on the other side. And it's like, okay, I care about this energy not at all. Even though they're trying to strike me with millions of bolts of lightning. I'm just like, nope, don't really care. Now I'm kind of like, oh, well, that would be a tad bit uncomfortable. So I actually care. 
it's a whole difference and that's a change in me. Um, another part of that external change that I think about is the things that happen when you surround yourself with people. You know, in the past, again, I didn't care about the people who were around me. I kind of just cared that people were around me. Didn't really care who they were. I was just like, oh, okay. I have more fun around people and I enjoy things. And then now that I've changed, I'm like, well, yes, I like being around certain people, not everyone. You know, that's what changed me from having roommates and all those things where they were far more social on a regular basis. I guess I could say it that way. That's one thing that I think about when it comes to the external changes that have occurred around me. And then I even think about it on another scale. And that's the external changes that are happening that I can't have full control of, but I know that they're there and I just feel it's important that they're there. You know, I think about the biggest change that I could have ever imagined. And that is the fact that cell phone companies are now working together to stop robocalls. You know, this is a global change. This is a major change. It's huge. You know, if you have ever experienced robocalls, which I'm pretty sure everybody in this world has now, it's annoying. They're stupid calls. They give you absolutely nothing. And if you try to troll the people, sometimes they just don't get that they're getting trolled. But... These robocalls, the cell phone companies are like, oh yeah, we're going to band together to stop those because they were a big problem in the 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s, and phones need to be free from robocalls. It's a united front by these massive billion, trillion dollar companies, well, million, billion dollar companies, but we cannot stop the changes that are happening in our own world outside of that. Um, We can work together to stop robocalls, but we can't work together as a continent, a world, a species, a a mass of land masses. That makes no sense, but we're all in this world together, and the Amazon rainforest has been on fire for weeks, and it's a hugely important part of our global ecosphere and we can't band together stop it. I mean, we can definitely stop robocalls. These companies, of course, cell phone companies who are around the world are all partnered together, essentially, and they're going to work together to stop these robocalls. So, I mean, I guess the benefit there is that you can easily breathe knowing that your oxygen and the lungs of the earth, I guess, the lungs of the planet, of what I've heard, are going to be severely damaged. But you will not have to waste your breath on a robocall. You can save all that sweet oxygen because you don't have to answer your phone for a number that you don't realize. I see what they've done there. They've got a great plan. They've got a great, great plan. I mean, it's a real dilemma, these robocalls. And... A pasky patch of trees. I mean, eh, that's not going to be bad. I mean, we can make it through. Now, I'm not saying that to just be cynical. But looking at the changes that are happening in our world is something that has become different now that I'm older. 
you know, in the past, you could have told me that there are uh, Amazon rainforest is on fire, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's people who are going to put it out. Now I look at it, and I'm like, wait, hang the fuck on. I feel like we should be doing more. I actually want to get involved. I want to know more about what's going on. I want to contribute to stop in some way. And as a kid, never would have thought about that. Never would have really cared. Been like, oh, well, that's okay, because it's supposed to be, like, super massive, and it can't burn out before I die change that's occurred now that I can process life on a lot grander scale of an adult brain it's like well this affects everybody it doesn't matter when you're living it's still gonna affect you and it's crazy because one of the news stories that I saw and I know this is going way in a different direction now but one of the news stories that I saw was about the guy in Brazil. I think he's a mayor. No, he's not a mayor. Uh, I have to get his information because I feel stupid, which rightfully I should. I read this and uh, completely let it slip my mind of who this man was. But the person who's in charge right now in Brazil and who has a lot of control of things that occur in the Amazon rainforest essentially has already said that it's not their responsibility to take care of the Amazon rainforest, even though it's a part of their country. Um, now, this fire itself, it's been raging forever. You can not forever. It's been raging for weeks. You can see it. From outer space, there's actually satellite footage of the smokes from the fire in the rainforest. Now, the actual rainforest itself, it does supply a large portion of the clean air and oxygen that we breathe. And what's going on is the rainforest itself is being burned and uh, I guess you can say cultivated for cattle and the expansion of people. But these are regions of the earth that supply tons of use for everybody in this world. I mean, breathing, I've done it for decades. You know, I have not gotten tired of breathing. It is a beautiful, beautiful part of, I think, my everyday life. I don't even think about it. Breathing is so delicious that I do it without thinking. And Every person on this earth gets to do it without even thinking about it. It's a natural thing that we all do. And one of the major sources of clean oxygen on our planet is being destroyed and burned right now for cattle. It's actually being burned and destroyed by companies. And not all the fires are... Not all the fires are natural. And not all of the fires are man-made. There is a mix from at least what I've been reading, and there are thousands of fires. This isn't just a couple hundred, like 10, 20, 30, 40. There are thousands of fire. And Brazil's president, Bolsonaro, that's who his name I was looking for, is the individual to blame, essentially, for these companies being allowed to come in there and do what they're doing. Now, again, I can actually say that it is not 100% their responsibility to take care of that source. I mean, even though it's a part of their continent where they are, I don't know why I held out that C, 
it's not their responsibility completely. We all have responsibilities to the earth. The same way they do, we do. But the fact that it's being sold off to companies who should be held accountable for what they're doing is sickening. And that's why I bring in the phone companies because these major telephone companies, there's what, 11 to 15 in total in the world that actually control a large, large majority of all of them. They have the money and resources that could most likely end this. I mean, the fire itself has to be put out through man-made and nature. So that they can't control the speed of that, but they control the stop of more of them happening from buying up these places of land that can be safe for all of us. You know, I, I'm going on a rant about it because maybe I'm just a little, I'm high. <laughs> I smoked. But it's just one of those things that I just think about now when I was younger, I would have never cared about this. And the change in me is what has brought me to the conclusion that it's something that I should at least know or investigate and learn more about. So that way, the more people who hear it and they get educated, pass it along. I mean, the one thing that people hate most in this world is when people are knowledgeable and standing together on a topic. So I'm going to keep educating myself and I hope it sparks something you guys to want to learn more if you don't already know about it. Um, But that is it. That's really it. I didn't have a whole lot this week. And it's just kind of my brain's recovering and enjoying a little bit of time. But then also just being a little introspective on something that I never really thought about until today. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you did, even if you didn't, give me a rating. (laughs) Share it. Uh, if you're listening on Anchor, I'd love to hear what you think and comments and concerns and things like that. And if you want to contribute to the show, feel free to hit me up on the social medias. Twitter, I will be taking a small break from you, but I'll check it periodically, like once a week. And you can just find me at LifestyleGBB or Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy. Search either, you'll find me there. And you can also email me at LifestyleGBB at gmail.com. That's lifestyle, G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy, at gmail.com. And you all check out your content. I'll keep you anonymous if you want to be kept anonymous. Um, I'll make you disappear faster than a glacier. That was too soon. But if you haven't heard, Greenland had a funeral for one of its glaciers that is now completely gone. Um, But I hope that you guys enjoyed the episode. And if you did, like, share, and give me a rating. I'd truly, truly appreciate it. It helps me out. And without you, this is not possible for me to continue doing. Um, I hope you guys all have a fantastic weekend. And the only quote that I can give to end this would be this. Get drunk, blackout, and say fuck it. Have a great weekend.